This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's hallucinogenic drugs that can solve that problem. <laughs> Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Welcome everybody to the Dingo and the Ding Dong Show. <laughs> above. Yep, you know which is which. <laughs> oh, I can tell already. It's going to be one of those days. It certainly is. <laughs> So I believe we have a shorter show for you this week. As... We say that all the time, and then you get on one of your tangents, and away we go. But guess what? I'm opening up a stopwatch on my side of the table now. Well, here's the thing with the shows and the timing of them. Usually you say, hey, can we do a short show this week because we don't have a guest? And I just say yes because I don't want to hear you talking anymore. And I have full intention of making it an hour-long show no matter what, because that's what the fans are used to now. How? Like, you, you don't want to hear me talk anymore. I barely even get a chance to talk. I just heard you say that whole thing. Like, just a mouthful of And you marbles. weren't even looking at me. You were, like, looking around the room as, you were, as like, I was talking. So Well, I you, can hear you without having to look at you. It's, called, it's part of the connection, Tom. Uh, we need a wall. <laughs> build that wall right in the middle of our kitchen table <laughs> pretty much yeah well, that would be a good thing and it's not a kitchen table it's a studio don't don't kill the illusion of it i mean jesus christ well it's just a table is all i'm saying i feel like i need to take pictures from the television studio and be like this is our studio oh my god you should and then people be like man that's a fancy ass studio now what television studio are you talking about tom Manhattan Neighborhood Network, MNN, or MNN.org for people who are not living in the area, is a local access um, television ac station. Public, public access. access television station. Yes. Like the kind that Wayne's World was on in the movie Wayne's World. Yeah, but way more <laughs> like advanced than that. Like, because the city of New York pays like a ton of money to like. These two locations. One is up in Harlem. The other one is downtown, like in the Midtown area. Columbus Circle. Columbus Circle. And um, each have like four studios involved and high def cameras. And it's <laughs> probably one of the coolest city programs there are. I mean, and not known about by a lot of people. Basically, the way it works out is um, because they get their funding, they have to offer free training to people. So you can go at MNN.org. And then sign up for, like, free classes. And after you take an orientation, you can, you know, take any class you want. An orientation is, like, two hours, and they just basically tell you, like, all the different facets. Did of... you take a class? I took the orientation, <laughs> I and I took a producer's I... class. And you know I, I did. I know I did. Like, I don't know why I asked that. Well, everybody else didn't know. So you were just leading the witness, I was just... <laughs> as you journalists tend to do these days. We do with our fake news. That's it. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> the way it works out, man, it's really kind of awesome. Like after the two hour, you know, the two hour intro thing where you get to know about the, you know, like what the station offers, you can take classes on camera work, on documentaries, on basic studio production, basic video editing, now, field production. I took a producer's class there. Mm, I'm a producer. We did not have time to talk about this last week because of the whole world falling apart with both of our health issues. Yeah, with our various (laughs) deadly illnesses. (laughs) But, um, you know, I finished that course like literally just before getting like completely wrecked. And uh, now that that course is done, um, it was two days a week for three hours a night for four weeks. I can basically go in there at any time, sign up, and then just use their studios and work pretty much every single piece of equipment in there after, like, the four-week course and make up my own TV show. The other cool thing about it is, is now that I'm done with the course and I know how they accept the formats of their programming, Mm -hmm. we can just submit a show, which is... Something that we have been talking about now for months and have been working on, but had no idea what our outlet was going to be. What's that? Meow, meow. Meow, meow. What the hell is that? The cat's out of the bag. The cat's out of the bag. So we will have, (laughs) we will have High Regard Show Presents is what the name of it's going to be. And wait until you see what we present. It's going to be pretty trippy. It's going to be pretty trippy. Pretty, pretty, pretty trippy. Yes. So, I mean, the cool thing about it is, is that being sick and not being able to actually leave the house and being, like, bound to this hellhole at this point in time. um, Why is our house a hellhole? When you're stuck in one place for any amount of time, it becomes a hellhole. All you ever want to do is be home. Like, you are never happy. No, I'm not, because I'm normal, man. Normal people just aren't happy. They're always looking for the next best thing. That's what it is. That face you just did was very Zoolander, and it kind of pissed me off. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to piss you off on the show today. (laughs) <laughs> but we will have the first show up. Um, well, we'll have it submitted probably by mid-April um, to the station. It will play on MNN. It's already gotten approval, you know, without sight unseen, which is pretty awesome. And then it's just a matter of, you know, getting it out out of this area for more people to see it, which they'll play online. And we'll have it on a YouTube channel so everyone will get to see. Oh, my God. I can't wait. It's so exciting. Well, your part isn't done yet, so you can't wait now. But when your part comes, you'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of going through this. My part's going to be so much fun. Like, it's going to be so much fun. All right. I don't know if my production partner's going to be very fun to work with. Well, I heard he's a complete ass that guy is. (laughs) I know what a curmudgeon he could be, but. That's it, man. (laughs) But, I mean, overall, I mean, it's very exciting stuff moving forward. I mean, like, it's not just this show. It's now expanded into other things. Yes, Tom. So, and, you know, even though we've been talking about this, I feel like the entire, like, I would say, like, media field in general 
for us is just expanding like it's it's just expanding at a rapid rate and you know it comes from like weird influences and you know growing up one of the things was you know i used to for my birthday always go to the hayden planetarium yes and i feel like that was kind of like a staple as far as the things that I wanted to see as I got older. Just weird stuff that you really can't see anywhere else. Right. So the planetarium always offered that. Planetarium. But lately, not so much. No, Tom. Because the planetarium, you know, we went there like, what, like two, three years ago for your birthday? Like, I surprised you with tickets and we went to like, you know, you didn't wear your little cowboy outfit that I wanted (laughs) you to wear. But I mean, that's a whole other story. Yes. But, um, and we saw like, and it was cool. Like, you know, it was dark universe and, you know, it was, it was neat because I had never, ever been to a planetarium before. So I had no idea what to expect. And it was like super cool like it was really it was very trippy like (laughs) it was very trippy even without like you know not being high or whatnot okay but (laughs) but that show is still at the planetarium and this is people's biggest complaint right now about neil degrasse tyson and his like you know his empire yeah is that he is more of a scientist than he is, like, a curator. Because for the most part, that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. You're going around the country and you're pulling out, like, you know, things that have been in other planetariums and bring them to yours. And I don't know if it's that often that they actually develop new content. I feel like... I don't know how they could because he's he's everywhere. Well, that's everywhere it. Everywhere but, like, creating planetarium content. That's it, man. And And that's people's biggest complaints is that, like... So many of the shows that are at the Hayden Planetarium now are like the same shows they have been for years, and it hasn't been updated. But what would you do? Would you have Neil deGrasse Tyson go and, you know, all of a sudden stop doing his show on History Channel? Or would you have him stop doing tours and talking about, like, and climate just change? And a social media, like, influencer and... Right, like you can't do everything. And I think that's the biggest problem is that, you know, a lot of people, they have to decide, like, what do you want to do? And I get it, man. Like, I don't want to pick one thing either. Like, you know, when we started the show, it was kind of like, okay, how are you going to do, like, art, and in your case, writing, and now all of a sudden do, like, a podcast? They're, like, two different worlds. And now we're venturing into, like, the TV situation where it's like, well, how the hell are we going to, like, squeeze that into a normal day? We're just going to have to do it, man. But something's going to suffer because of it. It goes back to what, you know, they were talking to David Byrne not too long ago in an interview. And, uh, mm, yeah, you they remember were, that. Yeah, and they were asking him about, like, a talking heads reunion. And he had said, I don't think it will ever happen because in order for a talking heads reunion to happen right now, I would have to sacrifice something else. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I'm willing to give up at this point in time because I'm enjoying doing like regular art and going out and speaking like at, you know, different conferences and stuff. And And just popping up in the most obscure places. Yeah. And he goes and says, and I would have to give up some of that stuff. And I don't know what I'd be willing to give up or what the people would want me to give up. Because no matter what you choose, you're going to piss some bunch of people off, you know? So. True. So that's, I think, Neil deGrasse's Tyson is 
problem as far as what the hell's so funny about it? I don't know. It? It's just funny. I think that's his problem as far as, you know. He's spread too thin. He doesn't want to, like, let something go because, like, he is. He is, quote, unquote, like, for lack of a better word, he's a star now. He really is a star now. And, I mean, that's the other cool draw for the planetarium for him is that people will come to the city and go to the planetarium because they know he's tied to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you do? Do you, like, break ties with somebody because they aren't updating the programming as much, even though his name is bringing people in? Or do you try to bring somebody in who's going to, like, update the programming and you lose the name recognition of a Neil deGrasse right. Tyson? Right. No, definitely. So it's definitely a business decision. But this all comes about because this week you had gotten information about the Boston Planetarium. Yeah. One of my coworkers um, went to Boston to visit friends. And she went to the Museum of Science. And I had written about this. Um, I had written about something that the Museum of Science did, like back around Christmas time. And I was like, God, this sounds like really cool. And it's like, if we ever go to Boston, like I definitely want to add the Museum of Science to, like you know, our list of things to do, like in right. in Beantown. But she had said that she was she went and it was um, she went there and she saw. I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so she went to the planetarium, and it's... Did she go to the planetarium? She did go to the planetarium. Okay. Did I say that? She's going to the planetarium. You might have mentioned. Um, but, and coincidentally, it's also a Charles Hayden planetarium, just like the one at the Museum of Natural History in New York City. Mm-hmm. So this guy really got around with his universe stuff, this Charles Hayden. But they do, not only do they have a variety of space shows at the Boston Museum. Like, they've got Magic Treehouse, a space mission. They've got Wonders of the Night Sky, Moon's World of Mystery, Undiscovered World, Search Beyond Our Sun, and Explore the Universe. In addition to that, they have Music Under the Dome. And she attended a Radiohead experience where they play Radiohead and do like visuals and stuff under the dome. So it's like you're in space and like you're listening to Radiohead. Like how fucking cool is that? It's very cool. But here's the thing. That's not a new idea. Back when I was growing up in the 80s, they used to have Laser Floyd, which I know that they also have mm-hmm. from reading the article that you had. Um, they had Laser Floyd right here in the Hayden Planetarium years and years ago. And then they did away with it. And the reason why is because they would get, like, a bunch of stoners in on the weekend who would burn the chairs and kind of, like... Burn the chairs with what? Spliffs? Yeah, man. Really? Yes. They would smoke in the... Yes. I mean, yes. now it would be so much easier you... because of a vape well, and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like it's also a lot easier to, like... I don't know, find people with a vape because they all light up. And if you're smoking, I feel like well, the you're gonna police are going to be on yeah. you a lot more than yeah. what they were back in, like, you know, the early 80s and mid-80s. True. But, I mean, you know, they stopped it because I think they just didn't want, like, that class of people, like, at the planetarium. And they tried to, like, you know, clean it up to a point where it was, like, and it is a special, it is a special place. And they, I think they really wanted to push and say, look, this is 
a special place. This can't be desecrated by like a bunch of drug users no, coming in and here. No, and I get and... that, and I, and I totally get that because I mean, like the seating is very expensive, the screens and stuff, and I'm like, I'm sure the smoke doesn't help with the screens oh, no. and stuff like that that they have to do and or that they have to have and everything like that. So I mean, like I totally do get it, but like, but it was squares. incredible, and it used to bring in like a whole like different market. Like right now, I feel like. City museums, especially like at the moment with like the impending threat of, you know, finances getting cut for the arts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I would think you would want anything to bring in patrons just to secure your financial future of your museum. Right. And here we are in a situation where it's kind of like, why aren't you doing these things to bring in as many bodies in the seats you know, yeah. just to get your funding and not have to worry about it so much. Right, right. It's, I, I'm yeah. not saying go in and smoke up at the planetarium by any means whatsoever. But just do it before you go in. Just do it before you go in, man. It's like, <laughs> seriously. No, but I mean, really, the fact of the matter is, is that there is definite ways to get more income in here. And I mean, these shows, they're already produced, man. Like, all you have to do is like, you know, I guess buy your script to them and or it, buy into them and and it seems like it's only like an hour because this weekend at the Museum of Science in Boston um, if you're in the area or you're looking for a road trip which I which wish we is, were which is actually over now that we're talking about it what because we're, film, we're doing this early whoops we always screw up our time well we're in like a weird time we're in warp. a time warp yeah we really are but this past weekend <laughs> they did um, the David Bowie experience the Beyonce experience and the Lady Gaga experience and they run like an hour so it's just the music so it's like you know whether you like David Bowie. I mean, David Bowie is perfect for a planetarium because he's the star child, you know, or Ziggy Stardust, and he's just like that would be so cool. But they are doing Dark Side of the Moon, which I think would be absolutely incredible. Which was a staple at the Hayden Planetarium yeah. for years. It used to be um, like what, per- what Laser what Floyd perfect band is there? Laser Floyd and Laser Zeppelin were the two bands that they would play. And one would happen on Friday night, one would happen on Saturday night. Oh my night. God, that would be incredible. I would. Did you go both nights? I would totally go both nights. I didn't go to the Zeppelin night. You know I'm not a Zeppelin you fan. Zeppelin bullshit. I'm just not a Zeppelin fan. But, you know, it was the most incredible thing. And even if you've seen it once, it's not like you wouldn't go back to see it yeah, again. Yeah, because just the magic of it. You know, I once saw this, like, ballet that was based on the music of Led Zeppelin. And it was incredible. It was so Was it with cool. dancing horses and an Amish barn? <laughs> no. I could just picture it like, ooh, look no, at these horses. Like, like, but there were like people dressed like trees and like the trees danced because they were like all dancers and it had like little kids in it. Like I actually wrote about it as like an intern when I first started in journalism. But it was like so trippy and it was in this like really nice theater in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And it was just like so cool. And I was like, wow, like that was really neat. Like I'd never seen like a ballet that was like so cool. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one ballet and I swear, I think like halfway through, I literally fell asleep. And it was weird. Yeah, because um, it was when Kyle was much, much younger. and He was a ballerina. No. I know. He was going to these art classes um, 
It's actually a program here in the city called High Art. Um, Cindy, who runs the program, will actually be on the show at some point. We've been going back and forth with her, but right now she's like setting up a high art campus in Japan. So, you know, it's not happening right now. Unless we go to Japan. Unless we go to Japan. But that's not happening right now either. <laughs> but um, we're not even leaving the apartment anytime soon the way <laughs> yeah. things are working, let alone go to Japan. I'm surprised you're even sitting at the table We're right not now. even going out for Japanese food, let alone <laughs> going to Japan. But, um, you know, th- this high art program basically did like a lot of things with, you know, art and music combined. And one of their field trips was to see go to the Met or um, where was it? It was Lincoln yeah, Square, Met, actually. Yeah, yeah, the Metropolitan Opera, yeah. And we and the Na- New actually, York City Ballet or something. Yeah, yeah and we yeah. saw the ballet there. And the only thing I remember about the ballet is it was the opposite of Bob Fosse, where instead of everything being there were no jazz black hands. tights, no, everybody was like in white tights. And were you a Bob Fosse fan? Like, I why? hate Bob Fosse. Really? But I feel like they always wear like the black bodysuits. Oh yeah. But yeah. ballet is always like the white, white bodysuits. White or pink, yeah, like a pale, pale pink. Well, this was all white. I mean, it was very boring. No offense to the well, program what... or the ballet. It's just that I'm not a fan of ballet. What ballet did you see though? Like, do I you don't remember know. what it was? I don't remember. I'm a sucker for the Nutcracker. I'll bet you are. <laughs> and speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say it's my motto <laughs> because it might as well be because you really are a nutcracker. But I'm going to take that as a compliment. You're welcome. So, but I remember Kyle, like, you know, falling asleep and waking up and then ask, <laughs> turning to Kyle and just being like, what did you think of it, man? Because I was like, I missed the whole thing. And I remember him saying, like, what's in their pants? <laughs> That was his big takeaway is he couldn't Honestly, get past what was in their pants. And I'm like, I don't know, but man, it better be something. Because <laughs> if not, the requirements to get these jobs are pretty steep. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. I mean, like, you can't help but stare because they're literally right there for you to stare at. Like, I don't know how... People, and maybe that's why I like the Nutcracker because they wear like those like the jackets and stuff like they have like when they're like the wooden soldiers or whatever yeah. like like it's just it's it makes me very uncomfortable I'm not gonna lie and I'm very like I'm very open about talking you're about all about sex. nuts I'm all, you're about, all nuts. about the nuts I'm all about the nuts <laughs> <laughs> so you know for you to be disturbed by it would be a ridiculous but it's just like it just it, it is very uncomfortable because like you're presented in this like art this like like you don't go to the ballet like in a canadian tuxedo you know what i mean like you it's it's a classy thing that you go to so it's like just to put <laughs> men's junk out there like that it's very well it's maybe very that's interesting maybe that's me. part of the sell it's kind of like if you're gonna go and spend like two hundred dollars a ticket to go to the ballet <laughs> and you're gonna have to sit through a boring night out there better be some goddamn nuts. <laughs> like, you better be throwing something on we're the th- table. We're throwing some balls in with your ticket prices. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the classy people would just be like, you better give us something to make it worth my while coming here. Me, I'm not really into nuts that much. So, you know, when there's a bunch of nuts on the stage, it's like, I think I'll take a nap now. You're like, I wish that was a pistachio. <laughs> yeah. I wish a lot of things were a pistachio, but we're not allowed to have them. We're so. not. Nope. Pistachios are banned, 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 banned. I know, because somebody has a peanut allergy. No, she has a pistachio nut Whatever. allergy. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> which she did, which she contracted just to piss you off. What can I do 
to piss him off. I know. Become allergic to nuts. That will do it. It was my favorite nut in the whole wide world. Now I can't have it ever again. More than the ballet? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but going back to the planetarium again now because I don't know what happened. We went on a nut gent. <laughs> we really did. But the thing with the ballet is, I mean, the, the planetarium, <laughs> the, thing with the, the thing with the ballet is that I'm still scarred from being as close as we were to the stage at the time. But the thing about the planetarium was, is that, you know, looking at like Boston do something like this, it's kind of like, I don't get why we can't do this here at like our planetarium. Yeah, which is like, like a really famous planetarium. Planetarium. Yeah. And if you're worried about, like, the kind of things that might be happening there, get security in, man. Just, like, watch over people. Like, yeah. You could, I mean, like, seriously, you don't have to go all sorts of fucked up to go and see a laser show. It helps. It helps, and it'd probably be wicked awesome, to uh, borrow a term from our northern friends. <laughs> it would be, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like... I don't know, man. It was just such a cool experience growing up and now seeing that other places are doing this and we no longer have it. It's kind of like a bummer, man. Yeah, I think it sucks. And like, I would really like if if I had seen the Pink Floyd thing, I'd be like, we're going to make an excursion to Boston because it's not that far away, like via train and like it's, four hours or so. Yeah, like a train ride is like four and a half. But like you take a train. A train is awesome. If you say so. I love being a train. Uh, oh, my God. I loved when I took a train from Boston last year, two years ago. It was very exciting to me as the nerdy rail fan that I am. So you'd be willing to take a train four and a half hours to go see a one-hour-long Pink Floyd laser light show where they play an al- one album and they just shoot lights at a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Listen. Please listen to the planetarium people here in New York. We're willing to travel that far. You can charge 35 bucks a ticket. We'd be willing to pay exactly. it to go and see it, man. Just do it. Do you, it. You got people willing to spend like $100 on a round trip train. It's $150. On a round trip train ticket. I don't even know. No, that was, it was see. one way $150. Jesus, man. That is expensive to go and see yeah. a Pink Floyd album played in its entirety. <laughs> and then you have to turn it into like. You have to get a hotel because we're not just going to go to Boston for like an hour. No. And we no, need no, to no, find no. some place where we could have seafood. Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, why wouldn't that be on the list? And we could have to go to Wahlburgers. Oh, my God. No, we would not. What? No. Jesus loves the Wahlburgers. He does love the Wahlburgers I, because I they're Catholic. They're uh, very, oh, I know they are. They're a very Irish Catholic family. <laughs> Good Lord, man. It's true. I know it's true. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say after all of that. No, I mean, yeah, I think we've kind of, I think the universe has kind of shrunk now. Pretty much. And it's weird that this comes up now because, you know, right before you seeing the information on the Laser Light Show in the Planetarium. Planetarium. A week before that, I wound up getting sucked into the wormhole and dragging you along with me into the show abstract. God damn. And the third the third show in the series which is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's called Abstract: The Art of Design. It is 
such an amazing show, but the third one in the series mm-hmm. was my absolute favorite. And that show is Ez Devlin. Is that how you say your name? Yep. E S E S D E V L I N. Um, and it's in its stage design. Yes, and you would think like, oh, stage design. Here's a woman who's going to be designing sets for the Nutcracker. Or just nuts in the ballet scene. She might just she might just build a stage for nuts. But that's not the case. She <laughs> builds like it's about that particular one was about um Ez who builds stages for like U two and for Beyonce and you know also art exhibits and stuff like that where it's more like the combination of three dimensional objects and light shown on them. And my God, man, it was such an inspiring episode. And then it's weird. As a designer, you see something like this and you're like going, again, it's breaking out of print or digital or video or podcasting. It's now another whole thing that you don't necessarily know about. And it's kind of like, God damn, I want to get involved in something like this because it is just so different than everything else that's out there. Like, if you feel that you're in a creative rut, because I feel like we kind of both are too, you know, like, we both are just very, like, like, times are tough for us right now, like, just with the health shit, and, like, you know, work has been kicking our ass and things like that, so it's just, like, it's very easy for us to feel, like, kind of just creatively dried up right now for, you know, which is a spell that happens with every creative. They go through, they have to go through that period of just, like, uh, before they like renew it's like you know the four seasons but i tuned in with you um on episode four yeah you had just missed yeah the i S1. just I, yeah i just missed um like i missed the first three and we still have one remaining but this the fourth one um i don't know how to say his name i think it's like bjark mm-hmm. and he's um bjark ingles and he's behind big which is an architecture firm like he's danish and it's like this Danish architecture firm that's also based in New York as well. And it's just like that one, I loved it. And I was just like, I was hooked because I can't think. Like, I am always fascinated. I've talked about it how, like, with the subway system, like, I'm fascinated that people can th- design something and make it a building that stands how many stories high or like is a tunnel is a is a station like it's i can't understand that and it's fascinating to me so that was like really cool and then i was like okay i'm hooked then we watched one about ralph gillies who is an automotive designer for uh, fiat chrysler which is like i could give a shit about cars like i hate cars but it was like really interesting seeing like the process that goes into like how creative somebody has to be to just the passion to like yeah. take something as everyday as an automobile and be passionate enough about it yeah. to turn it into a creative process. Yeah, and like and you you don't think about like because the car that he was designing did get um greenlit eventually by Marchion, who is like the head of Sergio Marchion, who's head of Fiat. Um but you don't think about that it takes years for a concept car to be greenlit because like you literally have to build this car and like create just a one-off before it goes into production and like so it took him I think like two years they said two or three years to create this car that like maybe it's gonna get picked for the production line maybe it's not but that's like two years that you spent so by the time you design this concept and plan it out and it hits the production line if it reaches that 
You have to think so far in the future that hasn't even happened yet of like, well, this is something that people might want in their cars two years from now. This is something like, so think about like how often like. And then a six year shelf life, as he was saying too, because like it might take two years for him to develop the car. But then it has to be around for six years. And is it going to still be relevant yeah. at the end of the car's lifespan? Like, think about it. Like, if he had started this car, like, I, I don't remember when this was filmed. But I think it was filmed, like, 2014, like, around there is what I, for some reason, is sticking out in my head. So, like, back in 2014, like, self-driving cars were, like, rumors. Like, they were things that were, like, like picture, like... What's his name? Henry Stark. What was Tony Stark's dad? Like you picture something that like that he was talking about at the World's Fair in 1964 that might be like (laughs) something in 1997 that like he thought would be there in 30 years. You know what I mean? So it's like self-driving cars is now like a thing. Like there's buses that are being tried out without like any sort of human backup that are being tried. Still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like you can't take people out of everything. Like you just can't. But... Like, it's just, like, it, that was really interesting. But the last two that we watched, which was Polish Shear, which was graphic design. Mm-hmm. And awesome. Platon. Pla, I don't know. It's P-L-A-T-O-N. I don't I remember if it Platone. was. Platon. And he was a photographer. Those two, like, Polish Shear was in fucking incredible. And that's what really, like... Like, lit a fire under your literally, ass. <laughs> literally lit a fire under my ass before the illness, like, <laughs> extinguished it. But I'm going to watch it again before I, like, you know, while I'm on the mend. Because it was so fascinating how she took typography, which is just an art form that you don't even think about. That, like, most people, like, I love looking at old signs. I follow, like, three sign accounts on Instagram that just have, like, vintage signs and shit like that. But, like, so many people just don't, like, they look at, like, a Snickers thing and, like, just, like, oh, it's a candy bar. Like, you don't think of a logo as art. You don't think of things that go into that. And, like, she's designed records that were, like, she started out as, a like, a record designer, and she like hates the designer. fact that that's what she's going to be known know, for when she dies because she created the Boston album. She did. <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, it's guitars leaving the planet Earth. And she goes, says, it's the most ridic- ridiculous concept ever. And that's what I'm going to be known for. But, and it's like, who cares what you're known for at the end of the day? As long as you're known. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like just so like it was so inspiring. Like. Just how she was. And, like, she never stops. Like, and you know, you've worked in an ad agency. I never, like, I never did that. But you know that that's, like, just a life that just consumes every ounce of your day, every ounce of your energy. And she comes home and she'll paint these intricate, huge paintings with, like, words and letters and like facts and shit like hand-painted like hand-painted maps of america that like go by that'll have like all the zip codes that are found in the state like where they should be on the state or like facts about like women or something like that that like occurred there like it was it's crazy you love that one i loved that one so much oh and she did like um the public theater like she does like she did the public theater here in manhattan yeah Yeah. here in manhattan at like um near astor place joe's pub yeah joe's public theater and i mean like in moma she was involved in like she did like every major logo that you could probably think of but i mean i feel like after you get like one successful job out there 
like something as big as like the public theater. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, you could ride that out for years and just go around to like other theaters across the country and just be like, here's a case study. We know it works. Yeah. But it's getting that first, you know, that first client where you can actually analyze it from beginning to end to say like, this is the case study on this. This is why we know it works. Because all too often designers, typographers, people in this creative field, you know, they'll start the project and the way clients work, I mean, so often is they want immediate results and it's hard to give immediate results like because it takes time to get that data in. And because so few people can think like that. That and also like, you know, they want they want to know that their stuff is working immediately, but it takes time to collect the data to show that exactly. it's working immediately. Exactly. Where she had a relationship which made it possible to say, like, after, you know, a couple of years, like, yeah. this is how we know it's working. People recognize this as the public theater now. Yeah. We built that brand, and that's what it is. Exactly, and it was very controversial at the time because, like, she did the, um, like, bring in Denoy's, bring in Defunk, which were very loud and like in your face because that's the kind of show that it was. Yeah. So like when you see those posters, if you Google those those posters from the nineties, you know, it it looks like it sounds, you know. And she did Shakespeare in the Park and things and and stuff. And it's just like, I just I can't think like that. But it's like, but journalism is kind of the same way because especially now, like working in a in a digital space. You can't guarantee, whereas print, you can say, okay, this many papers didn't come back the next morning. So you know how many, you know, tangible, there's a tangible number of circulation that you can have. But digital, you have no idea. Like you could think like, yeah, this post about a dog laying on the floor eating carrots and crunching and being all lazy is going to get like 7 million hits, which of course everybody wants, but you can't guarantee that because it all depends on what other shit everybody else is putting up. So you just got to like everything. You're just throwing the spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it sticks. Yeah. But also it also goes back to timing. I mean, time in general, just to, to train people. So like, you know, you and I were talking about this. You right now are in the middle of this, I wouldn't say career shift, but in a way it kind of is where you went from print to now your job is requiring you to do more video. Mm-hmm. And which, which we is we talked not, about last week with Tyler like Right. And it's not something that you necessarily you know wanted to ever get into, but this is what your field is turning yeah. into because people are too lazy to read. Exactly. They want to it's like going Chew the food for me and spit it into my mouth. You're baby birding basically the exactly, public is yeah. what it's come down to. Exactly. And I mean, and, and, and it's just like like with social media, like social media is second nature to me. It's like, okay, I'm writing a story on social. Here we go on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever. Whereas seven, ten years ago, it was like, I'm not getting a Facebook page. Like, fuck you. I'm too old. Like, I had Twitter because I liked Twitter when it first came out. Because I joined Twitter, like, right as soon as it, like, came out. And I was like, I love this. And I kept putting off Facebook. And my bosses at my paper in Pennsylvania were like, you need to get on Facebook because you need to run the page. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Because to me, like, I was so much older than, like, 
my college, like my recent college graduate coworkers. I was 10 years older than everybody. So I was like, I don't need Facebook. It's a college thing. And now Facebook is like driving information. Right. You know, which I have my own thoughts about, but I'm not going to get into that. But here's the thing. Like social, it took time. But now people know, go to your social page to get, you know, faster updated information. Because you can't print, you know, a newspaper an hour and get it out there to people. So breaking news is coming out on social networking platforms. And I was, and once I like got that in my head, that it was like the best way to not just get like, because... As a journalist, you don't get gratification very often. And it's not like, oh, my God, please, like, blow me. But it's like you like when people are, like, clicking like on something that you wrote, you know. And, like, social media allowed that to happen. Like, it put our stuff in your hands immediately. And you let me know what you think. Right. But here's the thing, though. People now know after 10 years, go to the social media pages if you want to get breaking news. Mm -hmm. But they don't necessarily know right now go there and watch a video because it is new. So right now, you know, it's, I feel like it's kind of like a teeter totter where people are looking at it and being like, Hey, you know, this is going to be something big down the road because people are so inherently lazy that they won't read. Yeah. But you can't prove it yet. So you kind of got to just like dig in and believe that it's going to turn into something Until people are trained to go to social media pages in order to get video news. That's why, like, right now when you post a picture of a dog eating a carrot, it might only get, like, I don't know, 200 hits, let's say. Compared to, you know, if you go out and videotape something in the park or, like, when we were at Crushed Ice and you were doing, like, you know, the live video feeds. And you get, like, a thousand hits on a mistake of recording my feet. And it's kind of like you can't tell because people aren't trained yet to be like going, for my video content, I'm going to go to this social media outlet to like look for it because they don't know it's there. But once you do it consistently, you'll build up, you know, like people's ability to like find you. Yeah. And and actually search out your content. So, you know... it's go- it is it is definitely it's 100% definitely, the way. It's going to become second nature for all of us, you know, especially the ones that are kind of really like on the fence and like I don't watch video, so I'm not going to do anything with it. And it's like it doesn't matter what you want. It's what the public wants because they're the ones that are going to be reading your work. And I really enjoyed when I had to go cover, you know, an event and just and and take Facebook lives because it was like I'm letting you say what you want to say. It's not me you know, saying, and then this person from Queens said this. Like, I'm letting that person from Queens say exactly what they want to say. Right, which makes it more in context, depending on your editing. But if sure. you're going live, you can't edit. It's yeah. kind of like, this is literally which in sucks. context as to what which it is. sucks, especially when you turn the camera sideways the wrong way. But it's very stupid that you can't, like, it doesn't turn with it's, you. It's, it's, gonna, it's still a learning process. But, like, you know... Remember like years ago when I always used to tell you and used to get so pissed off me and I would say, you know, print is dead. Print is dead for the most part. It's not dead. But it is. But here's the thing. When I used to say that, I never had anything to say, this is what's going to take it over. 
You know what I mean? Like right. everybody said print is dead, but no one knew what was going to take over print. So it was hard to see like that it was actually Video going away. Video killed the print star. It really is getting to the point where that is the case. Because, I mean, if I go online right now and I'm looking at like a story and there's a video in the story and I don't have to read it, 99% of the time I will click on the video, watch it, and then I might skim the story, but I'm not actually reading the story. I'm just looking for anything that might not have been included in a video. Yeah. But, you know, before it was kind of like your option is to look at print or look at, you know, somebody's tweets, which, as we learned, is definitely a huge communication driver. <laughs> huge. <laughs> it's the way that... We run the country now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, but video, I feel like, is definitely the way things are Yeah, headed. definitely. So. Well, there we have it. So, I feel like that's our... That's our hodgepodge of... It's our mixed media show is basically media. what it comes down to. I it's mean, our universal mixed media show. And when I told you today, I was like, look, I want to talk a little bit about like the planetarium. You looked at me like, how the hell are we going to make a show out of talking about the Boston planetarium? <laughs> we don't even live in Boston, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Nor can we afford to get there. Nor do we have the healthy ability to go to Boston at this no, point but, in time. But, but, but... Someday we might be. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> now, you jinx, now you jinx us to the point where it'll be like 30 more years of pain and suffering. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we get into a roly-poly roly? I guess so. All right. Or you could just stare at me with your mouth open and looking like you're in shock. So let's do a quick one. I didn't even get a you heard this week. Thank you. Do you want to do your heard? No, I'm done. Well, there you have it. You said you want to do a quick show. I'm trying to wrap it up for you. Wrap it up. Rolly, rolly, rolly. Rolly, rolly, rolly. What? It's not my segment. I don't get segments today. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you want to talk about in Roly Poly Rorty? What changed aside from the fact that you're still in pain from your kidney stones? And that's I, pretty much it. All right. Well, that's this week's Roly No, it's not. It can't be. Well, you are... Yes. ...close to the big... Oh, my God. That is a good Roly Poly Rorty for this week. You have a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I am... Five months out now, just about, right? We're coming up on, at the end of the month, it'll be five months. No, sweetheart. September, October, November, December, January, February. At the end of the month, it'll be six months. I feel like we need to start Roly Poly Rodeo. No, we again. don't. No, no, do. no, no surrender. No, no. Because, no. I mean, seriously, you just totally, just, I don't know. What did I do? You just weren't into it in the beginning. And, I mean, you spent so much time complaining about it that there was really more time complaining than it was about Roly Poly Play it where it lies, motherfucker. Play it where it lies. All right, dirtbag. (laughs) This is why the world hates you. But, anyway. Why does the world hate me? Because. world hates me? You're a curmudgeon. So, anyway. No, it's called payback for all the times that you were like, no, I'm not cutting it. No, I'm not taking that mistake out. No. But you don't do the editing, so I'm the one who gets to decide. I can still take it out if I wanted to. 
fucking piece of shit. <laughs> but six months out, you say? At the end of this month. At the end of March, it will be six months, Tom. Six months. I am point three pounds away from being 100 pounds down in six months. And it was supposed to take you a year, correct? Like they said 12 and, to 18 months? Yep. And I am there in half the time. Well, look at you. And I weighed myself on a Tuesday. I usually weigh myself on a Thursday. So I could be 100 pounds down by this Thursday. Which is already passed in the world of this podcast. Right. But next week I can brag about it. So go to hell. <laughs> Doesn't really make a difference when it's all I'm said start and done. peanut butter in everything that I make for you. It just sucks, man. Because oh, if so I close. wish to God I felt healthier to like actually enjoy the fact that I'm 100 pounds down. But now I just look like, you know, the Hobbit. Not the Hobbit. Who's the guy who's in the Hobbit? You know the little gray one? I don't know anything about the Hobbit. Uh, what do you know? So anyway, I look like that guy. You know, the precious guy. You're my precious. Yeah. My not precious. Not precious. The other precious. precious. Because that's a different I've never precious. seen it. I don't know who says it. All I know, everything that I know from that movie, I learned from... The is interview. it Gollum? The interview. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's your education. You know, for somebody who that likes to Led read, Zeppelin. I feel like, yeah, being a Led Zeppelin fan, Gollum, you should love The, the Hobbit. The evil one crept up and slipped away with her. That's every Led Zeppelin song. It's about, yeah. like, Lord of the Rings, well, I feel Well, because they like. grew up in Middle England, which is, Ugh. like, Middle Earth. Good Lord. I mean, I'm afraid that if I do, like, if I open up a Lord of the Rings, I think I'm going to become obsessed, and I, I I, can't let that happen to me. Nerd. I know. I know, because I never wanted to read Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones became, like, one of my favorite, like, book series ever. Oh, my God. Because it kicks ass, but, like, Lord of the Rings, everybody's like, once you read it, you're going to read it. And I'm like, I can't, because I've been so... Yeah, but the difference, well, then again, you'd have to see the movies first, I think, because the thing that worked for Game of Thrones for you is that you saw the TV show first, and then you were able and I had to a point associate of like, what the people looked like while yeah. you were reading it, so you didn't get confused. Because there's 5,000 people in friggin' book one alone. Same thing with Lord of the Rings. Like, there's just a bunch of characters they come across, and, <sighs> and it's not just like one person, and they all have weird names that just, you know. So precious. Uh, but that skinny dude... Is kind of like what I'm looking like. Same skin color too. Gray. Oh my god, yeah, I'm like ashy you're, gray. You're ashy. You're very ashy. It's just because you need to get some fresh air. You should go sit out on like the fire escape. Can't go anywhere. You I mean, I, yeah, I could sit on a fire escape if I wanted to, and then watch somebody throw a cup of urine out the window and get that on and me. And you can then see I'll wind the up... guy across the way who like clips his toenails on the fire on his fire escape across the way. I feel like there's a bunch more health issues like, there. I don't need more health issues. Is it? No matter where you are. You can hear, like, the sound of someone clipping their nails because is, like, the loudest sound in the world. You're the only one that hears it because it drives you crazy. I, I do. Like, there's a, there's an actual, like, disease that I have that's, like, noise. Like, I know. You should, get a, you should get a shot for that. When you're in there, ask them to do something <laughs> about that. Like, tinker around and you're Can you tinker mellow. around and make me not, like, hate sounds? But that's awesome that you're down 100 pounds, babe. That's great. Thank I think you. it's really awesome. Well, thanks. I like that I'm down 100 pounds, too. Like I said, I just wish I had a more better quality of life at the moment so of that course. I can go out and enjoy my 100 pounds yes. down. Yes, with your pants, with the same pants that you were wearing 100 pounds ago, still, of course. Yes, people, yes. he is still wearing droopy goddamn drawers. It's almost like wearing a barrel now. 
Like, it's just It's very like, similar to wearing a barrel. It's ridiculous. And, like, you do need suspenders. Oh, I need to be able to run again, which I cannot do at the right, moment. Right, but you need pants. I need to get pants. I know, but I feel like every time, like, I go to try on pants, I'm down another size. So it's oh. like, oh, what am I going to buy? Like, you know what I mean? Whatever I get so is just going to be throwing out money. Get, so buy cheap pants until you get to, like, the next level, goddammit. Perhaps. What we really should do is just wrap up Roly Poly in this show. We should, because it was just, it rambled on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's Roly Poly Rorty. Ah, brave. That Roly Poly Rorty was too snorts worthy. Yeah. <laughs> we usually shoot for four, but we're glad when we get at least <laughs> one, so we're a little bit ahead of the game. So... I think that's it for this week's yeah. show. Like I said, it, it is, sure is definitely shorter than most of our shows, as we promised. <laughs> Slightly. Good out. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Nikki has a procedure coming up next week. I have one coming up the following week. So, we're going to try to cram some guests in between we're now and then. We're going to cram in our cram holes uh, is what we're going to do. Otherwise, no guests, more short shows. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, If you want to learn more about The High Regard Show, check out highregardshow.com. And you can always write to us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media outlets as, you guessed it, High Regard Show. Yeah, we try to make it as easy as possible for you peeps. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to everybody. Or thank you very everybody, much. Everybody, comma, everybody. <laughs> comma, everybody. Yeah, whatever. You know, like at the end, it always kind of like, it's like Tyler skiing. It goes really, really good until you can see the finish line. And then at that point, you're just like, now's the time to crash. <laughs> <laughs> and crash, she did. You should see that black eye that she was talking about. <laughs> nice. Tough guy. She looks like a hockey player. Oh, if only. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Bye, bitches. Ah, ah, ah.